Himalaya. Hi, this is Rosie Mercado, and you're listening to season two of The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, a Himalaya learning audio course. To listen to the rest of the course and others like it, go to Himalaya.com forward slash Rosie season two and enter promo code relationships to get your first 14 days absolutely free. I hope to see you there. Hi, I'm Rosie Mercado, and this is The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, where we talk about the personal relationships that shape our life today. We have not just one, but two beautiful guests. They're the dancing duo that have one heart around the world. They're also a power couple who are relationship goals. Welcome to the podcast, George and Tanya, aka Ataka y la Alemana. Welcome. Thank How you are you? Fan girl moment! Oh my goodness, what beautiful work you guys have done. Um, if you guys have never, I know, I know anybody that's listening, you have seen them dancing, their videos have gone viral. That's how I found them and I just fell in love. I fell in love with the movement of music and the dancing and the, con- I think the connection. Watching you guys dance gives this emotion of, oh my God, love exists in this romantic, <laughs> sexy way. I don't know if you guys get that a lot. I imagine that uh, you do, but- We do. <laughs> All the time. More or less. Yeah, more or less. (laughs) Now, before we start, I want to recite our quote of the day. Today's quote comes from our unknown author, and it goes like this. Whether it's friendship or relationship, all bonds are built on trust. Without it, you have absolutely nothing. Jorge and Tanya, what do you think about today's quote? I think it rings true, for sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think the quote says it all, and I do believe in that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think our relationship, um, especially being a, a couple that's had to adhere to you know personal and business integration, um, you know, trust has been probably one of the, the top and key components for us in being able to last as as long as we've had. So, um, yes, definitely hits it right <laughs> on the nose. <laughs> so, exactly, how long have you guys been together as a couple? I mean, I, I know that you guys have a business together, but as a couple, how long have you guys been together? We've been together basically as long as we've had the business. So 12 years, 12 years and a half going on 13. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We tried to mask it initially at the beginning, but technically it was pretty much from day one. Um, We just tell people that there was like about a five to six month gap, um, which was when we basically were interested in each other. And in a sense, kind of dating in the backside, we just never made it public till about five or six months later because we were just nervous of the, the critiques in the, in the dance community. So in a sense, it's technically pretty much been the, 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 uh, the entirety of, of the business. Um, our relationship's been you know, active. How did you guys cross paths? Because that's always, we always love to hear that in a love story. Like what was the first, was it love at first sight? And how did you guys, like how did, how did the universe bring you together? <laughs> Um, so Ty and I have different stories that we always explain for the most part. It's very similar. There's some details that I think are true that she doesn't <laughs> believe are true. So I'll give you my side. Um, I'll give you the, 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 the balance side. So we went through the dance scene. I had a dance partner who was my significant other. She had a dance partner who was also her significant other. Um, you know, my dance partner was the owner of a dance company in Tampa, Florida, and she met Tanya and her dance partner and found out that they were so close. So she invited them over to one of our anniversary parties to teach and to perform and to come and visit since they were only 
three hours away from where the studio was, which was in Tampa, Florida. And that was the first time I knew of her. Obviously, yes, she was absolutely beautiful. Um, she danced amazing, but you know, she was there with her partner slash boyfriend. So, and then again, my, the, the owner of the company was also my significant, but it was more just a, Hey, I didn't know of this couple. She's obviously beautiful, good looking guy. They dance very well. That's it. The next time around, I actually had separated from my dance partner. Um, and I just started looking around for a new partner and, you know, someone I could kind of build something with. And it just so happened that I then met Tanya's best friend who was kind of wondering what I was up to. And when I told her that I was looking for a dance partner, she said, well, do you, do you, do you know Tanya? Tanya also is looking for a dance partner. And that was all she wrote. She gave, she gave me her number. I called Tanya. We discussed what our plans were or what our goals were. And our goals just really seemed to match and, and, and really sync to where it was enough for us to give it a go. And that was it. Destanya was our first piece together. And it's all, uh, that, that, it was all downhill from there. Downhill, uphill. Oh, uphill, uphill. Hey, hey. Uphill. <laughs> it's, had, it's, it's had its downhills, but majority well, uphill, for sure. Well, you know what? And, and I love that you said, you know, because we see a successful, you know, it's always admirable when we see a successful couple. And to say that you guys have been together for more than 12 years now, that's not an easy story. That's not easy success to create. People don't understand how much work and investment there goes into relationships. Not only relationships, you guys also work together. So is there ever a moment, how do you deal with balancing i mean do you guys play the balance does balancing even exist between a relationship and a business partner i mean especially when you guys are basically i mean together all the time how do you how do you balance that out i mean in the beginning we definitely struggled trying to separate the personal from the business and it, it um flowed together for quite some time and you know it definitely caused a rift in our relationship a few times throughout the years um just like it would in a normal relationship but definitely made it more difficult but i think as time went on and we got older, because we've been together since our early 20s, mm -hmm. we're in our 30s now, um, we learned how to balance it out and figured out, okay, when we travel, we're at work and we're at Daca La Alemana. When we get home, we are George and Tanya and we need to be able to separate it. Like we have, um, our offices aren't, because we used to always bring work into the bedroom as well and we would talk about work right before we go to sleep or something. So we made it a rule not to talk about work in the bedroom. That is personal space and it's trying, and we were able to carve out the spaces that involved work and then what was personal space. And we just made sure we respected those spaces. It took time for sure. Cause in the beginning it was just, we were hyper-focused on work. I, I think it, it was also a lot of just trial and error. Right. You know, we were young, um, yeah. you know, Tanya was coming out of a relationship and, you know, kind of jumped into another one slash partnership pretty pretty shortly thereafter so there was definitely a significant transition period for her to kind of really get herself you know kind of in that mindset of from a serious relationship to another serious relationship that it is also now per, you know business involved so i think the first couple of years were the most challenging for us and where we had the, the majority of our obstacles so a long trial and error i think a lot of it was just um you know, what Tanya said I think was important was us taking our time to understand and to be able to divide Atacla Namana and George and Tanya. And mm. when we were able to really start to kind of put the emphasis on both sides individually, I think that's when things started to click. 
unfortunately at the beginning we were at Taglaramana all the time, all the time yeah. because that's what we were just all into. Everything was consumed with the Taglaramana and we just lost focus of George and Tanya. And then when we brought that focus back in, I think that's when everything started to really just flow um, and just bounce itself out. Now, now, you know, you've got, you have this, this worldwide success. Is there ever this moment of insecurity when you guys are out dancing? Um, you know, Tanya, if you see a woman maybe hit on your man or George, you see someone hit on your girl, you guys are dancing sexy. Like, does that bring invitations to other things? How do you deal with those emotions of either insecurity or jealousy? And how do you address them in a healthy way where it doesn't tear the relationship apart, rather you communicate and bring it together? I think we got really lucky because neither one of us is very jealous to begin with. Um, and I think we both have been in spaces where, or at least for myself, if the other, if my significant other decides to cheat, let's say, um, that is on them. That's not on me. And we've kind of, I think we've established that just for ourselves. If one of us was out doing something, it wouldn't be the other person's fault. So I think, the jealousy isn't there because of the way that we think in that way, but we also more importantly trust each other in the end of the day. We understand that we are celebrities in a way in this dance scene. And just like any other celebrity, there's always going to be people that will test the waters and that will try to tempt. And the key is having the trust, having the respect, but also understanding what boat we're in is the fact that we are, who we are and that it is going to happen. So there is zero room to have jealousy there. Yeah. I think, you know, the way I look at it is like, we're both strong, strong team players in this team in regards to that. We understand that there is a yearn and a desire from our fans on certain things that they want to obtain from us. Um, specifically one, when they see myself and Tanya dance, any any person that dances with me, any person that dances with Tanya wants to feel that, right. which is very right. difficult to say that I can provide, but we can definitely do our best to provide a sense of that. Um, and that's where, again, being a team player is if I'm getting really close to someone, you know, still keeping the respect, but still kind of giving them this very personal connection where it's like, they see me they're I'm looking at them dead smack in the eyes, which some people can get really offended with their significant other being, you know, locked eyes with someone else. I think we've just really understood what really works for both of us in regards to what our fans and the people dancing with and uh, being around us um, really want and yearn from us to where it doesn't affect us. And it's not that we're doing anything wrong. And obviously we're very confident in ourselves and in each other. So we've been fortunate to where in specific, specifically that topic, it hasn't really been an issue for us, um, you know, almost at all, because we knew what we were from the beginning. And we mm. knew what we were trying to really obtain as a dance couple and just dancers in general. Mm. What about your relationship? So you talk about being confident in your own skin, being confident in who you are. How have you built that confidence throughout the years? Because um, I think that's so important. It's not just a relationship between you two that's healthy, but the relationship that starts with ourselves, it's really, really important that really reflects in our personal relationships, business relationships, anywhere that we go. How do you build that? What do you think that the key to that success is? I think for me, because I actually grew up as a very um, self-conscious person, um, I was very self-conscious when I was younger. I think what gave me the confidence was actually dance. Um, I started 
I've, I've been dancing since I was little, but I really started dancing in 2005 with salsa and learning that skill um, and being able to be vulnerable, allowing myself to be vulnerable and learning actually created confidence and return for myself. So dance has been able to help build the confidence for me as well as age, obviously with experience and reading and things like that and just working on myself. But I really credit a lot of the, the confidence building, just my personal confidence building on dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, for me, it's, you know, I, <clears throat> I've always considered myself a beacon of positivity, uh, of positiveness in, in, in one, this relationship, this company and those around me. You know, I'm just that type of person where I'm just, I, I, I see a very positive outlook in, in life and in scenarios. And the one thing I feel like really helped me push me was just the aspect of settling um, and not wanting to settle for the bare minimum, you know, and I think that Mm -hmm. was what motivated me to really push our relationship to the next level at all. You know, every day, every year, every month, um, finding new ways to, you know, to, uh, uh, to keep things interesting within us or conversations, you know, every year finding out if there's a new hobby of time that Tanya has, and I want to try and adapt to that. So it is a lot of work, but that's what I've, come to the conclusion in, and what I've understood for so many years is that's part of the territory. Being in a relationship is not easy. It's extremely fulfilling, but you got to work at it. And it is a consistent work. It's not, you just now propose, you're now a, 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 mar- a married couple and then everything stops. No, this is a, literally a lifetime, a continued work for what you love and what you you know what you adore in life which is obviously her so i'm just constantly every time not settling for what we what we are now what what are we going to continue to be Mm, i love that now i mean you've gotten to deal with not only you know fans um just human beings around the world and teaching them how to dance what do you think is the one thing that that why are why, why are people so unhappy why do you feel people are so unhappy because i feel that for me, when I found going to, you know, classes de bachata or salsa, I always found that I was, you know, right in the moment of just trying to find happiness and going there, there was just like this flow, this expression. And I felt like I, I found connection going to classes and doing those kinds of things. I felt like there was a, con- a connection that I was missing. You get to see human beings from all around the world, different walks of life. Why do you think there's so many people that are unhappy? Um, I don't, I mean, we, we get to meet them in a space where they are happy. So it's really hard for us to say, okay, we meet people that are unhappy because we're always meeting them in Congresses or socials, which is a space that provides them the happiness. Now, whether they're unhappy in maybe the job that they have from a day-to-day basis, I would think maybe a lot of the unhappiness and maybe the, the self-confidence and self-worth issues are coming because we're now living in an age of social media where we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people's lives or some other individual. And we forget to realize that people only post things online that are the good things, the positive things. You don't see the negative stuff. And um, it definitely can mess with people's minds and people's um, views on reality. And I think the reality definitely gets skewed because of that. So I do feel 
and I've, I've seen it in students and students have come to me, like the women specifically are yeah. very insecure because of what they see on social media on social media. Um, but I don't, again, when we meet them, they're in a happy space. It's when so, they open up. When, yes. Yeah. When they open up, cause I, I've noticed that, um, in, in, in meeting different people of walks of life, it's, it's ex- exactly in the moment that they open up that you start getting to know. And there's like the sense of they're in search of search of searches. And I know that, that like dancing, it's just so good for your soul. It's so good for your self-esteem. It's a great way to like burn off anger, calories, and, you know, anxieties and people just don't understand. There's so much power to dance. Now, how do you guys, with all this stuff that's, that's happening, you guys have traveled the world. How do you guys keep each other in check? Like you don't let the <laughs> ego take over. Cause it's so easy when you are well known and famous, um, or something so amazing that people want to dance exactly like you guys do, do exactly what you guys are doing. How do you keep that ego in check? Because we're all human. We all have those moments. I mean, I, I think um, we're very blessed and fortunate to have a, 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 an amazing inner circle in regards to like our family, our, our parents, our siblings. And also, you know, our inner inner circle, which is, you know, our business partner. So this company is a, a, a three person owner. You know, there's three owners in this company. Um, his name is uh, Rudy Lopez, who's also known as El Tigre del Mambo. So the three of us have ba- basically been together since day one. And when I say together, we basically have lived together yeah. for <laughs> since the beginning. So it's, so it's another relationship. It's like a, well. <laughs> basically like another relationship, fraternity, et cetera. Um, and he's been, he's been obviously a very key component to keeping us in check because obviously he comes in as a very just middle ground, very balanced. Um, and, and, you know, he's, he is an entrepreneur before he came into the biz, um, to the dance scene. He was very much into that business mindset, longevity, long-term. And he has had a lot of experiences in the business world prior to us getting together with him. So he knew what things we needed to accomplish to really kind of stay at that top level. And one of those was humility and staying grounded. And as you mentioned, keeping each other checked. So Yes, me and Tanya keep each other checked, but we're fortunate to have someone else that also checks both of us. I also, just to add on that, I also feel just as individuals, the way that we were raised, we weren't raised with egos. Um, I mean, he comes from a Puerto Rican background and his family's Puerto Rican. And I know your mom and for sure she would check him immediately. So I think also the way that we were raised um, definitely speaks to the fact of how we act as adults, how we're, how we carry ourselves in the position that we are in, because it is, you're right. It is very easy to grow a big head and have an ego, but it, I really want to credit our parents on how they raised us. Yeah. I mean, I'm, and even myself, I'm not that um, I've never been in what I call a, the cocky, you know, like overconfident manner. I've actually always been like a, what I, like a silent killer where it's like, I don't, I don't speak it. I do it, you know, and I don't, I, and I've always had issues with those that just talk a lot and never act. So I have to practice what I preach. So I've always been a type to where I just like, I let my moves, I let my talents, I let my, my, my experiences speak louder than my words. And that's helped me, you know, to kind of just be like, you know, chill, like, yeah, say what you got to say. I got you. So we touched a little bit about self-esteem issues. What do you think makes a person beautiful? 
because everybody, you know, it's so easy to get up on stage and dance. You, you both look stunning. You come together, magnetic, powerful. Everything comes together. Um, and what happens when someone shows up and they're not feeling? What would you say to a human being? You know what? These are the things that really make another human being beautiful and attractive. I think what I at least teach in my, my classes when I teach the women, um, a lot of them we focus on styling and we believe, okay, if I just do this or if I just look like this, I'm going to be beautiful. And I always make it a point to tell my ladies, whether we're teaching a partner work class or whatever, you're already beautiful. You're unique. Mm. You're your own person. There's only one you. So be you. And I feel a person is most beautiful when they are being themselves. Um, when they are smiling, it doesn't mean you have to have a smile plastered on your face, but just a genuine happiness, a genuine light about you, I think personally for me makes another human beautiful. It does, it's not about physical looks, um, although as humans, obviously that's always an attractive part, but in general, humans are beautiful when they are beautiful on the inside and they're happy and they emit just a nice energy. That's what people are attracted to is the energy more than anything. Yeah, I mean, it's just that self-confidence to, to really know that what you do is valuable and what you are is valuable. And so much so that, you know, there's a lot of dancers in this scene that want to be carbon copies of myself and Tanya. And we are big advocates to don't be, don't be like us, be better than us. And we want you to be better than us. Be you. You know, be you bring a little bit of us into you, but create your own formula and let and just to really let them know that you don't need to look exactly like me to be acceptable. You just need to be a dope, dope you to be acceptable mm. and beautiful. And, you know, that's really what we we just want everyone to feel and be dope, but be their own dope, not <laughs> us. I love that because people must get intimidated. No, I, I think it's just like anything. You're going into something new, especially uh, something like dancing. And they just must, they're like, I want to do what you do. But as soon as they move the first tip or they put that first, first foot in front of the other, how do you, how do you, what would you say for people who are intimidated to try something new? What would be like the first thing that they should do? The first thing is always it's, and I I did this like two years ago when I did a, a photo shoot. It's about stepping out of your comfort zone. It's really, we get very comfortable where we are, but it's the discomfort that breaks us out of our shell. Um, I think Will Smith, what did he say? He said, on the other side of fear is your destiny or something like that. Um, and it's just being able to step out, take that first step, whether it's when we're in dance class and we have the beginners, the first step is always going to be the hardest thing. But as long as you take that first step and then stick to it, make the commitment, you'll be fine. There's nothing to be scared of. And be open to new experiences and, and you know, just really just live your life with that YOLO mentality. You have <laughs> one life to live, you know, give, give it a shot. Try it. Not everything's for everyone, you know, and you may find out after, after taking your first dance lesson, the dancing's not for you. But if there's a desire, if there's a yearn, if there's just an itch to, for something, you deserve it to yourself to try it. And I think that's what we try and really instill in people interested in even just immersing themselves into the dance world and then a continued energy for them to continue in the dance world because I think it's a, it's a, uh, it, it's a continuous vulnerability because, you know, all these little obstacles um, continue. You learn your first basic step and then now it's like, well, how to – 
now I have to perform. So you have to kind of continue being vulnerable and then obviously, you know, being able to congratulate yourself on, on, on those little, those little, those little important successes from your birth basic to your first turn, to your first performance, to your first trip, all the above. It all starts with one foot in front of the next. Now, I got to ask for all the couples that want to get that sexy back in the relationship. You guys dance very, very sexy. Will dancing help you keep it fresh in the bedroom? Like, does, how much does dance <laughs> impact? Because I think it's, you guys dance sexy, so you could just imagine how that translates in the bedroom. Hello. <laughs> for sure. I mean, I, I definitely think we've been blessed, myself and Tanya, to just have this natural organic just connection that like it's there's just first off that that's how we got that's how we fell in love it was just we were just dancing and it's just this energy and what's beautiful about it is that energy has not um disappeared it's just it's one of those things where we could be arguing we could be mad at each other we could be just whatever whatever and it's just it all just completely goes away on the dance floor like you're just in this in this zone. What I tell people all the time is like, I just consider us like a painting, you know, mm. I'm, I'm there in a museum for people, you know, for, you know, I'm there in a museum because people put me in a museum. You can look at me if you want, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't change me. So I just look like that. I'm not so focused on the people looking at us. I'm so, I'm, I'm just focused on her. And I think that connection has really, really enabled Tanya and I to, to create this niche. Um, so in regards to the bedroom, it carries a hundred percent because especially what we dance, bachata, you know, the passion, the connection that, that really builds this relationship. That's it's not like me and her are known for tricks and tricks and tricks where everything we're doing is tricks to tricks. No, what her we're known for is to be up close and personable, uh, personal and connect. Yeah. You do that every night. You know, the, the energy is going to be there every night. So, <laughs> and, and I, and you know what, I think, you know, George, I think that's so important for relationships because you have a successful relationship that's lasted 12 years and you hear about so many quick relationships that end so quickly. And it really comes down to an investment of time an investment you're, you're investing in romance and you got to keep it fresh throughout the year. So I think that's just so important to be able to talk about these things because sometimes you, you do get stuck. You, you get so involved in business and you're always doing business um, and you know to go back home and to have that personal connection with the relationship is what allows you to keep going would you say that that's true oh 100% I mean I think it's someone it's it kind of goes back to what I was saying as far as you know don't settle and you have to always keep your loved one happy and 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 intrigued and excited so this is just one thing that you can choose to do it just so happens that there's so many benefits in dancing as far as um, you know, the, the fitness aspect, some people really just work out and they, they, you know, they, they can get in, they can get fit by dancing because the music is fast, exciting, etc. You know, you learn a lot about different cultures, you meet a lot of people. So it's either one, you have to, um, you know, start like to take up a hobby that she may like for you to feel like, okay, now we're connecting in a different way, which is going to help out in the bedroom. Or you can just basically do what people call the language of love, which is dance. It's just like, yeah. why not just go straight there? <laughs> if you want it, there it is. Language of love, dance, movement, passion, connection, beautiful music, beautiful, beautiful ambiance. It's just 
it's laid out there for you, you know, take advantage of it. What now throughout the years, you guys were together in your twenties. Now you're in your thirties. What is the definition of love for you today? I would say, um, I mean, I'm trying to say, how would I say it in a word? It's, it's duration, like not duration. It's like, um, fight. Like, I feel like it's, it's fight commitment, commitment. There it is. I would say commitment because the reality is, you know, I still, you know, am, am in love with the aspect that through all the crazy obstacles that her and I have had to, you know, adhere to and so many, many opportunities for one of us to just kind of leave and just walk out and, and, and both of us to have the reason to, it, it, it was just, there was a genuine, utter love for each other as George and Tanya, not as a Takala Nemana. And I think that's what really just kind of fills me with joy is the fact that we, from an early point, that we, maybe we didn't notice it, we chose George and Tanya over at Takala Nemana at the beginning. We didn't know that at the beginning, but we found, we found that out. And that just brings me a lot of happiness that we chose this relationship over the, the, the partnership before it even started. It definitely is um, commitment. At first, I will be very honest, before I met George, I thought love was, you know, you have to have the butterflies all the time and there's got to be the, the music in the back, the harp and all this stuff. And it's just love is perfect. And it's not. It's not perfect. It's rough. Sometimes, you know, love fights at times. But it's, it, it is the commitment, and I agree with George, that it's making the choice every day that you wake up when you are. And speaking of an intimate relationship, right, because we have love that comes in various ways. But from an intimate perspective, you wake up every single day choosing to, to be committed in this relationship, mm. being committed to this other person, being committed to yourself in this type of relate, there's a lot of commitment that is involved when it comes to love because it's not always roses. It's always a choice. You're mm. choosing to be with this person every single day. Damn girl, that, that you are speaking about mature, real love. Love is a choice. Well, this is something that I like to call Rosie's takeaways where I ask my guests about a moment of adversity that they had and how they overcame it. What was that moment of adversity for both of you? And what was the lesson that you learned from it? Oh, man. <laughs> um, in 2016, um, we did, George and I did take a break for about six months. We were just in a space where we weren't communicating well at the moment. This, I mean, we were at that point together already for eight years. Eight years. So it was already eight years into relationship and um, as people that have been in long relationships will tell you is after a certain amount of years, three years, you hit a wall and then maybe right around seven, eight years, you hit another wall. And we just hit that wall and we decided, look, let's just take a break. Um, but it was to a point where we also had to try to figure out, okay, how do we move forward? Um, are we going to continue being partners while we're on this break? Are we going to try to do a solo situation? There was definitely a lot of uncertainty mm -hmm. during that time, but it also let us know because we ended up actually moving away from each other during that point as well. He moved to LA and I um, moved to Tampa, Florida, which is where we started. And it gave us also time to really evaluate 
where we were in our relationship and where we were as individuals and gave us time to miss each other because in the end of the day, we have been spending every single day 24-7 since 2008 together. And in a normal quote-unquote relationship, you have your separate work and then you see each other in the evening. You might see each other in the morning, but there's at least eight hours where you don't see each other. We would see each other 24 hours a day. So this was actually the first time we really had a break from each other to truly figure out, okay, this is what I want. And again, now it's the choice. It's the, the choosing of, okay, I, am, I do, am I choosing to continue to stay in this relationship or is this the end or where, where do we go from here? So that was what I personally took away from that break is the fact that I am choosing to be in this relationship. I choose him. He means the world to me. I love him with all of my heart. He's helped me become a better person, a better woman. Um, so I definitely, from that break, it was necessary, I feel like, mm-hmm. for us. Um, but I appreciate it. And now I know for sure that it's a choice. I am choosing George. I wasn't choosing Ataka. I was choosing George. For sure. Mm. <laughs> what about you, George? I mean, definitely. I think... Um, it was it was hard. It was definitely a very tough time for us. Um, and because we feel that that was probably one of like the tip, like one of the points, that was one of the breaking points where it was like, oh my God, like this is, this is over. Like, you know, Oof. this. That must've been know, tough. Just to think hard. about that. It was really hard because, you know, again, there was, um, there was a strategic move away. At that point, it was like we were living together still. So imagine like, I moved, she moved like automatically at that point, you just assume this is over. Like you're gone. Like you literally moved across the country. Um, so there was just a lot of, of unknown. And then obviously all the questions and business and integrations and stuff like that, where all we had was time to think. And it was just a really, really important time for us to, uh, us to really delve in, you know, to our, to, to ourselves and really try and, understand and I think appreciate what we have and what we had and what we could continue to have. And the reality is, we you know, we both had to take, take responsibility for both of, you know, our errors and our, our, um, you know, our lack of commitment. And I think it was just a solidifying point where we both really just took the time to breathe. We took, we took the time to recharge and we, we just recommitted with a with a whole different emphasis um where it was like it's balls to the wall this is what we want and um again as challenging as hard as hurtful as that time was for both of us the tears we cried the heartache the stress the you know i lost so much weight i was just i was (laughs) i was just stressed out stressed out unhappy with life I wouldn't take it back for anything. Like I, it was a really pivotal moment in mine and Tanya's relationship. And I feel really something that we needed for us to be where we are now, which literally at the strongest point in our lives and our, in our relationship, we are right now. And mm. I do believe that part, that, that part in our life was one of the, the main factors as to why we were able to rebuild and be who we are now. Thank you for sharing that because I think it's so important to people to get inspired when things aren't working out, that there's a season for everything. There's a moment for everything and that it's not a bad thing 
to take a break, to recharge, to breathe and figure things out for yourself. I think that's a healthy way to go about it, um, to take a step back. And I think sometimes as human beings, we're so afraid because we're like, we don't want to lose this, but in the transition, we lose ourselves if we don't do that. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, as uh, If you guys thank are listening, you, <laughs> you know, if you're listening right now, have faith, everything happens for a reason. And sometimes we just have to, Take a breather, take a breather yeah. to kind of sure. get back on path and find ourselves. And I think that's so essential. Where can people find you to get inspired and see you dancing and find out more? Man. We are all over all of- social media. We, <laughs> we are- try to be at least. <laughs> we are on um, Instagram. You can find us on Ataca La Alemana Official on Instagram. The same Ataca La Alemana Official on Facebook. We have a YouTube channel, Island Touch Channel. Um, where all of our videos are on there. So I think those are really the outlets that we have. Yeah, I mean, I would say, um, you know, all of our social medias as far as Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, through those names. Um, But, you know, obviously, I I think the most important thing for us during this time, because a lot of people are still very much in their own quarantines and social distancing, et cetera. Um, You know, islandtouchonline.com, we're very heavy into our online courses, uh, virtual private lessons, virtual training. So since we're not able to travel to these dance festivals and dance congresses because they're all on pause, you know, that's what we're really trying to push because the reality is we still want to be as connected as, as connective as possible with our public since they can't really see us in person at these dance events. So, you know, if any, more than anything, check out our online classes, join our virtual uh, live classes, you know, and still keep this learning going. And this is for couples out there as well. We're doing monthly date nights specifically for couples because we want, (laughs) we want these, we want these couples to feel that even though they may be social distancing, it's not a reason for you to not continue bringing the spice home. They, that do not find an excuse to delay what is important to you, which is your relationship. So I think that's another thing that we're really passionate about is just really trying to bring something sexy and, and fun for these couples and give them something that they could do from home, you know, and, and when this is all done. You don't even done, have to get a babysitter. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. So I think that other than our social media, online classes, you know, that's pretty much it, you know, and, and then obviously our content online, watch our videos. <laughs> oh my God, George and Tanya, thank you so much. Um, you totally made my day by just being on here and having this great conversation. And then again, thank you so much for keeping it real and sharing the importance of what a healthy relationship looks like and the reality of the investment of relationships and what you have to do for you to keep the happiness going. Thank you guys so much. Send you guys much love, much success. And for everybody listening, thank you so much for listening to The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues. Choosing to love isn't always easy, but it's worth the effort. Here are some ways you can choose to love on a daily basis. Number one, let go of the little things. If you're truly honest, you'll realize most of them are little things after all. Number two, give more than you take in your relationship. Number three, love without strings attached. Number four, communicate, communicate, communicate. Number five, look at the world through your mate's eyes. Seeing things from their perspective helps you better understand their actions and motivation. Number six, pay attention to your partner. Look at them and focus on what they are saying or doing. And number seven, let it be okay that you don't see eye to eye on everything. Sometimes you just have to agree to disagree. Always here to help, always here to grow. 
with you. If you want to hear more about my journey, be sure to check out my memoir, The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, available in both English and Spanish through HarperCollins and HarperOne. You can also find the link to purchase in the show description or wherever you're listening to this podcast. What you just heard was season two of The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, a Himalaya learning audio course. To listen to the rest of the course and others like it, go to Himalaya.com forward slash Rosie season two and enter promo code relationships to get your first 14 days absolutely free. I hope to see you there. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.